so much for being here. I have such a treat for you today. I am really excited about having Caroline Corey here. She is amazing. If you have not run across her work, uh, get on it. You have to you have to go and find her. She's amazing, and she's uh, she's not hard to find. She's made some amazing films, um, including Superhuman. God's Among Us, and her new one, A Tear in the Sky. And these are really, really expansive, like mind-blowing films that really help to connect you to your own potential and the mystery of what's happening within you and in your world. Uh, She just is like this uh, gatekeeper where she opens up these higher truths um, for us. Her work is so important and powerful. And she is fascinating. We get into some of the experiences that she herself has had, um, including from the time that she was little, from when she was five was when she started interacting with uh, light beings. And so I'm really, really excited. Um, I was so happy to meet her. She is uh, so gracious and um, just beautiful. So I hope that you get as much out of this as I did. I'm sure you will. And, um, and you know, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. You can connect with me. You can email me at themeditationconversation at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Kara underscore Goodwin underscore meditation. I'm on Facebook, Kara Goodwin Meditation. Um, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect. Um, I get so much out of, uh, of the interactions that I have with people. Um, so please reach out anytime. And you can always go on my website, karagoodwin.com. And I've got resources for you out there to support your meditation practice. And without further ado, enjoy this conversation with the amazing Caroline Corey. Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I am so excited to welcome Caroline Corey. Caroline is an award-winning filmmaker, executive producer, and founder of Omnium Media. As a child and throughout her life, she's had numerous ESP and precognition experiences, which led her to become deeply connected to existential topics, the study of consciousness, and the mechanics of the universe. And in 2010, she founded Omnium Media, an entertainment and media platform, which tackles thought-provoking topics on the human condition and the nature of reality. And she is currently working, well, has wrapped up her latest work, which is A Tear in the Sky, which I am so excited to talk about today. So welcome, Caroline. It's really an honor to have you here. Hey, Cara, thanks for having me. So let's dive into A Tear in the Sky. This is really incredible. Um, What what is the basis of, of this film? Well, basically, um, originally I was going to do another film, but then I had the inspiration. No, no, no. You have to go out and do a UFO film. 
and <laughs> and I was like, okay, but my kind of angle is to bring validation, you know, mm-hmm. credibility to a, a paranormal subject such as UFOs. And so I started thinking, okay, how can I make that happen? So as a filmmaker, you research, you know, who else has done anything uh, scientific of like something new, not analyzing existing data like some sort of expedition and I was shocked that no one had put anything like this together so I was convinced I thought okay this is what I have to do Um, is not just look at things that's already out there but see if we can um, set up an expedition from scratch in the most scientific way and to then analyze the data that we capture in real time. So that had never been done before, and uh, that's the reason why I was very excited. So, of course, I gathered experts and scientists, and, you know, we thought, how would we do that, you know? Yeah. So, of course, it was the amount and the type of equipment, uh, as you saw. People will see just watching the trailer, right? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, just watching the trailer, it's like a huge amount of, you know, we had hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment. Uh, The idea was not just the visual spectrum, because that's on YouTube, it's what people see, you know, in one angle. So we had to look at the entire spectrum, the visible, invisible, infrared, uh, and also from multiple angles at the same time. So that's why we ended up with a ton of equipment. Yeah. And like triangulation. Yes. 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 And, and so we ended up stumbling on crazy stuff. People, everybody needs to watch this film. I mean, it's like, whether you're a UFO person or not, because we end up finding things that make you question how our space even works, you know? Oh, wow. That's amazing. I, I mean, you've you have um, created other projects too, such as Superhuman and Gods Among Us, and there's this thread that runs through all of them in terms of taking things that for so long we they've been belief driven because they're esoteric, you know, they're they're kind of like, well, it feels like this is what you know, or, or it's a personal experience that people have. So you're either having these personal experiences or you're taking other people's word for it. But you have this way of quantifying things, and uh, which really makes it accessible to a wider range of people because there are people who either they're not having their own experiences, and if they can't experience it for themselves, then it d- doesn't exist, and everybody else is crazy, and so forth. Um, or they just don't have a frame of reference because it's not something we learn about in school, and so forth. Um, I'm very curious about your your inspiration or how these like, because you are on the bleeding edge there, you're like doing these experiments that people that haven't occurred, it seems like to other people. So can you share anything about where your inspiration comes from? Yeah, I mean, like, because I I look around, I've been doing, you know, work in consciousness, energy medicine, you know, meditation for like 20 years. And then you hear it, you hear everywhere. Uh, you know, mind creates, mind mattering, you know, like um, it's the state of your consciousness that's affecting your health, your 
uh, physical body, your emotional state. I mean, so even now from medical doctors or what have you, everybody's telling us this, but nobody's showing us. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and so, so you know, there. I, I mean, to be fair, there are different scientists doing all sorts of experiments, but but it's kind of like on this one topic, on this one thing, and it's kind of isolated. Mm -hmm. And so, I thought, you know, not only do I have that as a direct experience myself, but I've trained and I've shared with so many hundreds of people from around the world and we get validation after validation after validation. And so I thought, I'm not going to keep telling people that it works. I'm going to try to show them how it works. And so that's why I got into the scientific approach. Mm -hmm. And so in superhuman, as you mentioned, uh, we, you know, we showed all sorts of, we, we on camera, we did all sorts of experiments uh, demonstrating remote viewing, uh, telekinesis, um, you know, moving an object with your mind, seeing with blindfolds on, uh, capturing the frequency of the voice and how it changes the pattern of your energy, um, whether you're po thinking positive or negative. I mean, all of that technology exists to measure these things. And so, so that's why I feel like, yeah, like you're saying, I'm in the forefront. I'm, I don't know of any filmmakers actually who approach the subject this way. So that's definitely my signature because yeah. I know it's real, you know, it's real, but the mainstream needs to see it, needs right. to see numbers and graphs and how that translates into a, a real science. Yeah. And, and it's, it's activating which is so fascinating too, because you can watch it, you can watch these films and it, 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 it really does activate something within you where seeing the possibilities, like you mentioned telekinesis, for example. So seeing somebody moving um, and a physical object with their intention and with their focus, it, you can feel it within yourself that things kind of start to shift of how we understand, you know, it just builds out this, like this understanding beyond the intellect. I don't exactly. Yeah, no, I'm so glad you point this out because again, I do energy work. And so everything that I put in is, is kind of, um, it's embodying the energy that I, because I'm not using somebody else's work or something like I'm not, mm -hmm repeating somebody else's words i am expressing what i know to be true that what i had that i have experienced myself and right. seen with my own eyes so it's very authentic and that energy is translated in all of the you know every clip you know in the movie and so and that's exactly the purpose it's one thing to watch the movie and get it intellectually and be, you know, inspired. But another thing, like you were saying, because you're sensitive, to experience cellularly. Yeah. And, and then it starts to shift things because you know it's true. You know, uh, so, so you're allowing yourself to actually experience the truth of what you're watching, which is amazing. Yeah, it's so, it's so beautiful. It's really, really powerful. I'm, I'm curious about how this all started for you. So I understand that from the time you were very young, you yeah. have had interactions with 
the other side or with your, with your spirit family. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about, about how you've gotten to where you've gotten in terms of that? Yeah, sure. So I was really five years old when I had the first, uh, paranormal, actually even earlier, but that one was crazy. Really? Because <laughs> I remember it. Yeah. Because I remember it very clearly. I was just there and all of a sudden I see these beings and, uh, and it was all light, 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 light. Uh, it wasn't like extraterrestrials or anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we started communicating telepathically. It was organic. And um, so, so, and they were kind of showing me and like I was feeling and experiencing that we were the same lineage. Like I could kind of see where they came from, who they were. And it felt very familiar. It was like, ah. This feels so good, much better than what's out here. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, so, so because of that, I, you know, I continued the conversation, you know, and basically they were telling me that they stay connected to my consciousness. And so, I mean, later on, I realized everybody has that connection. I'm not the only one, but you have a connection with your own lineage. That's mm-hmm. why some people connect with Pleiadians, some people connect with Arcturians or whatever. And so, so that was the, the experience. And they told me that they're, you know, that connection is never severed, but I have to ask, like, I have to focus and say, that's what I want in order to continue this communication. So that was a huge thing at the age of five, you know, that started this whole thing. Wow. And then have, have they been kind of having a hand in your your journey and the creations that you've had these big projects that you've had definitely in but more in the background so what Mm -hmm. happened was uh in the beginning i was like oh that's kind of cool but i didn't think it was anything special i didn't think i was special i thought you know i better not talk about it because i think all kids do that so it's like it's nothing so i didn't say anything but then later, as I grew up, I was like, no, <laughs> this is not what people do normally, uh-huh. uh, you know, and then like I could see the subtle energy, like I could literally see how not only just the beings, but I could see the space, like the structure of space. Oh, I, wow. could see, I can see the structure of an energy field. I could see on the other side of a wall, you know, stuff like that. So without so trying. Later, yeah, without trying. Wow. So, so, but so later I was like, wait, that's not as common as I thought. So how did I do that? Because I didn't want to just talk about it without, um, telling people how I did it. You know, it came Mm -hmm. spontaneously. So that's how I developed a whole methodology of consciousness, you know, energy medicine, how to, how to receive, how to know that, because the first thing you think, well, I made it up. What if I'm crazy? You know, that's the first thing, you know. So it took a, a while, but eventually, you know, after 20 years, you know, I developed a whole methodology to discern mm. that you are perceiving accurately versus this versus that. I developed methodologies for meditation, uh, you know, again, energy medicine, uh, all sorts of things it's all on my website now and so that's kind of how because it wasn't interesting for me to tell people that I did it it was interesting for me to tell people I did this but this is how you can do it yeah you see and that and that's what ended up happening oh wow that's beautiful 
One of the things that is so fun in your work too, is the, the DNA, you know, the experiments that you've done with DNA. Um, And I think people are pretty, I, I feel like more and more the concept of DNA and the ability to kind of, you know, epigenetics and our ability to kind of turn on and off um, things within our DNA. And, and even like the fact that, you know, there, there may be more etheric DNA than the, than what we understand from the physical perspective, more strands or, or whatever. Um, But you have some really fascinating um, experiments with DNA. Do you want to talk a little bit about about what you have found? Yeah. So, so as I was, you know, training people and, you know, teaching for years and years, then I stumbled on scientists. The first one I think was uh, Glenn Ryan. No, it was somebody else. But anyway, Glenn Ryan was one of the scientists that I, you know, uh, worked with and he was working with DNA, DNA samples taken from women's placenta. And so, so, so we, I wanted to do an experiment in that film. And, and so he said, one of the experiments we could do is to see if uh, you can change the electricity going through the electrical conductivity in the sample. And so he said, I've never, I said, well, I want to do it uh, long distance. Because mm-hmm. he was, I don't remember, he was... Uh, in California, I California think. California, and I was somewhere, I don't remember. Oregon. But anyway, he said, I've <laughs> never done it this way. And I, you know, it was like different things that mm-hmm. we would try. And for people to uh, know that when you do a scientific experiment, we, people know control. So it's a little bit mm-hmm. like, like that. We establish a baseline. So we measure, we take the measurements over a period of time. So we, we get like a baseline. And then exactly at a certain point where I'm focusing on it, wanting it to change in one direction or another, then we see, is there a change like 3 p.m. to 3.15 p.m.? Am I, as I'm focusing on it, did something happen? And then it goes back to the, to the baseline. And we do it over and over. So that way, we have a scientific reading. And so, so, so it was astounding what would happen. Like it would be, it would be like nothing, nothing, nothing. And then exactly when it was like, like, like 400 times, a hundred, like huge. And then it would just go back to the baseline and I could do it again and again and on different days. So we were like, okay, (laughs) there's something there, you know? And so, so that's how we, I started doing all sorts of experiment. Then, you know, could I, so the, 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 the DNA thing, what's interesting about that is that uh, the DNA, when you increase the conductivity uh, in the DNA sample, it changes shape. Instead of it being a double torus, it starts to be um, a double strand type thing, a helix. It becomes like a torus. Really? And when it becomes like a torus, it's like a perfect shape and it starts to self-heal. Wow. So that's the reason why, you know, it was kind of a useful experiment. And if we did it, you know, in a jar, because that's where the sample was or what have you, it means you can do it to your body. So that was the idea of the experiment. Oh, that's And so on. And we did so many of those. Yeah. And then we, I would do experiments to try to affect just an electrical device. You know, Mm -hmm. can I change? And then an electronic device, and then water, the pH in water. 
So that's kind of how we were like, wait, this this is crazy. This is real mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, it's not no longer yes, your mind affect the body like some concept out there. Exactly. This is <laughs> actually happening. These are the measurements before right. and after. Here's the control. So it starts. That's how it kind of escalated to more and more and more uh, experiments and with different scientists, and it became a whole. I mean, you can see yeah. uh, that uh, this is real, and that's what's so exciting. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, if you think about like the pH of water, so the the experiment where where you're you could make it more acidic or you can make it more alkaline. Right. And we cannot. We understand that like our body, if our human body is in a state of alkaline pH, you know, if it's on right. the alkaline side, that's a healing state for the body to be in. And a lot of like, even if you understand that a lot of the understanding and accepted, you know, conventional wisdom around that is around like, oh, diet and nutrition is, is kind of how you would get your body into a state of alkalinity. Um, but if you think about you're, you're just working with it through intention and through your energy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really mind blowing to think, oh, well you, I mean, yeah, diet and nutrition is wonderful, but the possibilities of just intending it and loving it and, you know, and affecting it, I'm sure through the methodologies that you've mentioned, but, and, and it was like minutes, you oh, know, yeah. an immeasurable result. Yeah. So, so, you know, William Tinner, t- Tiller did that experiment with pH along to in the eighties, I think. And, uh, so, so there was, it, I think it was a group of people focusing on water or something. I did it just myself and, uh, yeah, it within minutes. And so think about this, like, let's say you ate something and your stomach's upset, whatever. It's probably because it's acidic and it's, you know, what if you were able to just change it with your mind? You know, instead of taking some sort of antacid or what, or whatever, you know, just like knowing how to do this or what to do, it's huge. And it it makes you so empowered. Like I did this, I can make my body heal. I can. So that's, that's why the, the implications are incredible. Yeah. And so, and what was so interesting is that it was different with different things with water, it would take a few minutes, mm-hmm. but like with DNA, it would be like literally like split. Side. It's almost like the DNA knew what I was going to do. Even within split second, it would just react Wow! by a lot. Yeah. And so that was interesting. And every time it would be the same thing. So, so we started to kind of understand depending on the biological system mm-hmm. or what the object is, it, it's, it's a different, slightly different uh, connection and uh, dynamic. And mm. when we were trying to move a physical object, it's a whole different dynamic. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the physical object, which was very interesting, Kara, was it's almost like, it, you know, as if you're talking to a person. It's very weird. Like the DNA feels like an extension of you. It feels very organic. Uh-huh. The water feels slightly different because usually it's like um, spring water or so, you know, something like that. But um, um, but the uh, the physical object, it's like, okay, so you have a piece of paper standing on a, you know, little 
thing. And so you're trying to move it to the right or to the left or something with your mind. And of course, it's isolated. And of course. Mm-hmm. And so, so as you're looking at it, you, you, you feel like kind of a feedback. Like, oh. I don't want to move to the right. I want to move to the left. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not like that, but kind yeah. of. It's yeah. fascinating. Whereas the DNA, you don't even have to, you don't even have to, you just think it and it happens. Oh. So it's so fast. So you have to figure out, like you have to, you, I end up developing different protocols for different things because it's slightly different. It's a different consciousness. A piece of paper yeah. was made in some factory somewhere. It's right. not the same as a DNA sample from a woman's placenta. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, or, or you know, distilled water versus, you know, reverse osmosis water. Ver- you know, so, yeah. so, so there's all things that we... You have to understand and know how the protocol works to make it happen. Right. Right. Oh, that's fascinating. But all this to say, when it's organic, it's instantaneous. That's the point. Yeah. That's so fascinating. The, The implications as well, just with you talking about that toroidal field and within the DNA and how it starts to, you know how it started changes its shape and uh that's so fast i mean you could actually visually see the the toroidal shape no no i mean i Uh, was at the time i was just focused on making it whatever do this way or that way uh but but there are studies done uh i believe is um um caltech i believe in in irvine i believe uh, they did that study, and oh. uh, Dr. Ryan talks about it in the movie, actually, Superhuman, and so, which is incredible. I mean, yeah. can you imagine they basically were looking under a microscope and seeing the thing kind of change? Wow. So, so yeah, so that's that's just fascinating stuff, and it you is. know, as you're saying, you know, people are saying it does this, it does that, but nobody's showing. Exactly. So that you can, and it, and what happens is when people watch this movie, I mean, that's exactly what, ha- what happened. People would email us and say, where can I learn this? Yeah. And so we have, because I've been teaching this too, mm-hmm. on the website, like, ha- you know, classes on telekinesis and seeing with the blindfold. You saw the thing on yes. the blindfold, which is another crazy thing, yes. you know, which people can just like go and learn the protocol and just do it and live it, you know? Wow. That's amazing. Wonderful. Well, I want to talk more about a terror in the sky because you talked about, you kind of set up the, the, almost the mechanics behind it. Um, what can you share about what you were looking for? And I don't know how much, how many spoilers there might be. So I respect, you know, that you may not want to go full in, but what can you share with us about what you found? Yeah. So, so the idea as I was saying, so, so now that I want to show people, you know, we want to do it scientifically. So, so we went up and uh, set up this huge amount of equipment, you know, from a visible spectrum to infrared, to uh, UV, uh, to acoustic, to, you know, like uh, to study the radiation detection, um, you know, the electromagnetic field fluctuation, all sorts of pretty much across the spectrum of physics, you know, to try to also not only triangulate in different locations at the same time, not only to try to triangulate, but to try to also have correlations. So 
as this camera was observing this, this other camera was observing that, and we had a spike in radiation and we had, so now you have more data. You see, it's not, you go on TV, there's amazing stuff, but it's just one camera, one angle, and it's usually a normal camera or maybe a night vision. The night vision is infrared, but it's the low, I mean, um, it's a small range. But the FLIR cameras we used is the it's like 10 times into oh, wow. the invisible, into the infrared range, like the military uses. Oh, wow. And so, so, you know, so, so then we are observing things that to the naked eye, you know, don't seem to, I mean, you don't see anything. But then through these cameras, you see all kinds of stuff. Wow. So imagine what's flying in our space, what's happening that we can't even see. And so when you correlate that with radiation or with this and with that, it starts to be scientifically studied, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so, but you know, no one had ever done anything like this before. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute. And it was very costly. And so, so as we got closer, I was like, oh my God, what are you like nothing? <laughs> How many times you've been on expeditions, like nothing happens. Yeah. Or some little lame thing, you know? Uh -huh. And I was like, oh my God, come on, you guys. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> I was, I really, my intention was to get like at least one very, very like irrefutable, like crazy evidence of something. And um, I would have been happy with that. And of course, my guidance said, you know, I could tell it was the day of July 14th. And so we set up the week of July 12th to the 16th. And uh, sure enough, the first sighting happened July 14th. And then it got better and better and better. And so, you know, we ended up collecting hundreds of hours of data. But it's data, again, that a lot of people have not seen before. That's why even if you're a UFO fan and you've seen everything, I really think everybody should watch this film because there's, you know, uh, footage of like stuff that appears out of nowhere, out of nowhere. Here's the frame, boom, <laughs> you know, it rotates and then disappears. And it registers cold because we had thermal camera. We could, we could um, also uh, measure the temperature. And so if it's cold, then it has a propulsion system that's not ours because we, you know, when we fly a jet or, or something, it yeah. has to have heat. Right. So, so then we start going, okay, well, that doesn't make sense. You see what I mean? Yeah. Then that's an anomaly for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then we had things where, you know, we're falling down from the sky, you know, that's, we caught through the infrared. And at the end, people will see that in the trailer, we capture what we think may be a wormhole. You know, it's, it's an opening and closing with a bunch of objects popping out of it. Wow. So what is that? <laughs> wow. you know? And don't forget, these are scientists. These are, these are hardcore scientists. These aren't like woo-woo people. Like the first thing they see right. is like, oh, it's a UFO. Oh my God, yeah. no. The first thing, like they try to debunk themselves. Well, maybe it's a camera glitch. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's an atmospheric this and that. Maybe. So we go through a very rigorous like analysis yeah. to come to the conclusion of, okay, we don't know what it is. It is 100% an anomaly. Wow. 
Yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. I'm really curious about because so much of what we see in the sky or or what we think we see in the sky or what we're not seeing in the sky if we but is there um so often there is like an inner experience like so i was mentioning before we started recording that i went on a ce5 um my my only one i've ever been on but i just went on one last weekend and um my, I mean, we did see some things in the sky. We had some infrared um, binoculars, but or night vision binoculars. But, um, but there, I mean, the sky was so busy. You know, with, between the stars, the planes, the shooting stars, the satellites, and then the the you know flashes that we were seeing from now from time to time. It was kind of hard to yeah. like see something, you know, or to, to know what you were looking at, but I had a really profound inner experience. Mm. Um, and where I saw with my eyes closed, I could see something that was really profound for me. And then even when I opened my eyes, I was trying to see something in the sky and I was still seeing what I had seen and inwardly. Um, so I'm curious about, your experience with all of this work and and if there were if there's anything that you want to share is in terms of like what your own inner realm may have been like in that in that real because it's such a fascinating experience yeah for sure but why don't you what, what was your the thing that you saw what was it like it was this like like a pinkish sort of crystal like big crystal with that uh, there was like a, an inverse tear teardrop shape mm-hmm. so like kind of uh you know longer on the top and then mm-hmm. not as long on the bottom and it was encased in like uh like um these gold uh lines that was it was almost like the Sri Yantra mm-hmm. encasing it mm-hmm. um so almost like a, there was a Merkaba feel about it, but it was kind of like, like I, it, I saw a lot of triangles, like leading up to it, a lot of triangles and like pyramid type thing, but it almost looked like something like the Sri Yantra came and just like wrapped around it. Mm-hmm. It may not sound <laughs> like very, you know, it, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I saw the, my guardian angel or, you know, anything, but it was so moving to me. I, I was sobbing. I was like sobbing and it was this, like, it felt like a gift, but like a gift that I already had a relationship with it somewhere else. Um, but I don't have access to, I don't have access to like what it means to me. I just know that it was very, very emotional. I mean, I was sobbing and sobbing and I'm not a big crier. So it was like, <laughs> it was like, I don't know why this is so special to me, but something. So I don't know. Yeah. So, so what happened obviously, and you could see it with the naked eye as, as well. I saw it first with my eyes closed and then I tried to look at the sky and it was still there. Uh, it was, it was my inner sight still, but even with my eyes open, I was seeing it too. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a connection, you know, going back to, you know, credible people, whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people know of the Tic Tac, the Navy Tic Tac videos that Uh circulated the, you know, the Navy 
came out and said, yes, it's true. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you recall the pilot, you know, that went chasing it, at one point he says, it's as if it has intelligence behind. Now, this is a Navy pilot. Wow. It's not some guy, you know, who's like, and he said, uh, it seemed like it, uh, it had uh, intelligence behind it. It knew where I was going and what I was doing. Oh. And so, and he's not the only one, but the reason why I mentioned him is because of credibility, that it's not just people with wishful thinking, you know, yeah. with meditation techniques that make, you know, visualize things. I mean, right. even those people are actually feeling the connection. Mm -hmm. So there is a connection because there is intelligence behind. Now, having said that, if it is a, you know, a military thing because there is advanced military technology also right. you're not going to feel that but when it is extraterrestrial because it's both when it is extraterrestrial it's it's intelligently driven you know mm -hmm. operated and so and it's not necessarily a guy behind a wheel you yeah, know it's yeah. the the machine the vessel itself is the intelligence you mm -hmm. know it's not like ai it could be but because it has an emotional component and it has that energetic component, you see. That's so fast. Yeah. I mean, even as you're talking about it, I'm like feeling again like this. I'm like, don't start crying. What are you doing? <laughs> hold yourself together, Kara. No, don't, don't, don't hold it back. Be yourself. But, but I mean, even as you were saying that, I'm like, oh my, and then so, so to hear you say about the emotional connection, that's, that's really profound for me. Wow. Yeah. And, and obviously you had that experience because there's a memory there. I mean, yeah. there is a connection, a personal connection. Yeah. And so, you know, I think we all come from somewhere in the universe and uh, you're going to, like I was saying about my five-year-old experience where this was my lineage, like where I had come from. And so yeah. we continue, people have this connection. They just don't know it. They don't pay attention. So it comes through meditation, through dreams, through, yeah, visions and things like that, because that connection is never severed. And it's re about remembering who you really are. That's mm -hmm. why it's emotional. It's like, wait, I'm not just this body, this person. Yeah. I am that energy that's cosmic, that's universal, that's infinite. That's who I really am. Yeah. And so when you see an object or, or an event that comes from that uh, consciousness, you vibrate at that original self, if that makes sense. And that's why it's so emotional. It's like you uh, found yourself. You're finding yourself. That makes so much sense. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and I... I'm like putting pieces together as you're saying this, because I remember too, like once it was, once I got a hold of myself, I, I was like, I was reflecting on it. I was like, I feel so good. I mean, because I'm not a big crier. I mean, the, just the, the cleansing that comes from such a big release, what felt good. But I think also there was a vibration. I think that might've been part of the clearing was like kind of making room for, you know, to be able to experience it because of the vibration that it was. Um, but then, and then you, you know, then the feeling that you have from that connection is, 
is another aspect. It's, it's very layered. <laughs> yeah. So you can train yourself. That's what I teach people in some of the classes. I think I have a class called cosmic connection or something, mm -hmm. uh, where once you see something, you want to interpret, like you want to know what it is and what it's telling you. Mm -hmm. Why do you feel so emotional? So there's a way to merge with the object. Sounds like you are spontaneously merged, but more consciously. So you can then retrieve information with discernment, with accuracy. Ooh. And so, and then you'll get the message like, oh my God, you know? Yeah. And so it's even, it's almost like it, it adds to the purpose. Mm -hmm. And uh, because there's always a purpose. Yeah. So because well, there's no reason for you to all of a sudden be emotional for no reason. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, mm. I'll offer it to you. Oh, thank you. That's yeah, so kind. Sure. <laughs> so is there anything that you want to share about your your inner experience during well, this? I've, I've had so many, but just yeah. the ones in terms of communication and UFOs type thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so actually, it's pretty recent. I think it was a couple of years ago or something before this movie or during, I don't remember. But anyway, I was at my house and then I just, it was like 9 p.m., and I felt the urge to go outside, right? And so I go outside and I look up and I see these three balls of light. And it, were, it wasn't very high. It was like, I don't know, 800, like 1,000, like not, not very high. But they weren't very bright. They were kind of dim, you know, so I thought, that's weird. Okay, whatever. And then I was like, double take, you know, I was like, wait, no. They were <laughs> bouncing. <laughs> they were bouncing off of each other. So, so I was like, okay, well, so searchlights, is anybody doing, you know, I was like, you know, trying to like the first irrationalizing thing. And I was like, no, <laughs> this doesn't make sense. So I started communicating with it. And I said, well, if you are intelligent, then you could hear me, mm -hmm. then tell me that you're here, you know, tell me something. So the, th the three lights split into four, then split into six. You know, and I said, okay, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do something else. If you can hear me, then follow me. So I started walking, literally, like half a mile in one direction. And this thing is literally like hovering above me. Oh, my God. And then I and I was like, oh, my God, yes, you can hear me. Tell me, to, you know. And then, and then, and then I changed direction. I go in a different direction. And this thing's like literally like come on and of course but of course my camera didn't have battery at the time I mean, oh you know. gosh but i mean it's experiences like this that go what yeah. you know it's just so wow. incredible that's and what are we missing like you know the fact that we can just spontaneously communicate telepathically have you know yeah those types of experiences it was amazing it was just that Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's and then the more you do this, the more you train yourself, you start to have more accurate uh, detail as to yeah. who's communicating, where they're from, what are they really telling you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Are they on a spaceship? Are they on some sort of whatever, you know, so you, you start to have that sort of accuracy with the training. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. I I'm curious about your your perspective um, with this being such an important time in our human evolution, and there's so much talk about 
new earth and a new age and so on. And we seem to be on the brink of a major shift, but I feel like when we're in it, you know, in the nitty gritty of our daily personal lives, that it can be difficult to see the forest for the trees. Um, and I'm really curious about your perspective about where humanity and the earth are and where we're headed. Yeah, so I feel that there's definitely a shift that happened, you know, the last couple of years, especially this year. And if I can summarize it, it feels like there's all different timelines that were going in different directions. And I feel like these timelines, which kind of slows things down, because those people are creating this, those people are creating that. And I feel like now there is like a, all of these timelines combined into one that really, I feel, leads Earth to the final outcome and the outcome to me is the the reunification the align realignment and reunification uh, of its consciousness with the planetary system and source because it was kind of off mm -hmm. last 200,000 years and i feel from today and for the next 250 years is where we're headed so all of the, us who are doing this sort of work Many people have no idea that they're doing that energetic work as well, but it's kind of like kind of pointing all the roads to the one direction, if you, if you will. Mm -hmm. So that's why this time is very, very crucial. And that's why there is more separation. You know, there are people who are this and that, and, but that's okay because it means they start to fall off. They start to create without affecting what you are creating. Whereas before it was all kind of, you know what I mean? Entangled. All mixed in. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that's what I see now more than ever before. You mm -hmm. have to set your intention as to what you want in your life and for the collective, which is the realignment, reunification with source, source energy. Okay. People can read my book, The Divine Plan. Mm -hmm. I started talking about this for a while and they can see the timeline in there. And uh, it's fascinating stuff. And so you're seeing that kind of convergence has been happening in the last couple of years? Especially now, this mm -hmm. year, like this okay. year, like, you know, yeah. in fact, the last few months. And so for those that are, when you say they're kind of falling off and it is do you feel like it's because if if all the timelines kind of have converged into one yeah. would you do do you see that there are some that if they can't flow with this timeline then they're going to have a different experience or yeah they'll have a different experience but also there it's kind of like a, it, everything gets pulled into this one massive road and it's it has a huge magnetic power so if you're out creating some sort of destructive pattern or some sort of destructive agenda mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it's not it's almost like now the majority is is in this one massive magnetic energy going in this one direction so you're not going to be able to sustain it if you oh. notice all these agendas without getting into all the politics and this and yeah. that but all the negative agendas, whatever, aren't going to work, basically. Because the universe 
is based on thriving, on mm -hmm. evolving. And mm -hmm. when you create an agenda that's contrary to that, which is destruction, self-destruction, you're going in an opposite direction. And mm -hmm. now the universe has pulled all of, you know, kind of the positive, so to speak, uh, mm -hmm. that is in alignment with uh, its evolution, its thriving, its natural ability to thrive, mm -hmm. then all of the other agendas will gradually just kind of fall off. So that's okay. kind of how I see it. Those who can't, you know, are going to just, yeah. Okay. Okay. I love that. <laughs> well, so that's why this is a encouraging time. Mm -hmm. For all, you know, whether you call yourself a light worker or energy, doesn't matter. But mm -hmm. to, and now more than ever, it, because of this, things speed up and mm -hmm. things materialize faster. Because it's almost like you're bringing the whole gang with you. You're like, all of the energies are massed converging to asking for the same thing, you know? Right. And so that's why now more than ever, believe in what you want to create and align yourself properly because you also have to be a clean instrument yeah and more than ever you have to ask for it and go for it okay i love yeah. that thank you well tell us how people can find your films and find your courses and um connect more with your work yeah, so if they want to, you know, actually, I also have a lot of free stuff mm -hmm. uh, on my YouTube channel, this meditation that helps you be aligned, connecting mm -hmm. to source. So all of that sort of work and my YouTube link is on carolinecorey.com. Okay. Uh, yeah, but for people who want to watch the Superhuman movie, they can go to superhumanfilm.com and then they'll see all the, you know, it's on Amazon, it's everywhere. And the new movie, which everybody can needs to see because we ha we found a wormhole, you guys. It's a <laughs> wormhole. Insane. That so um, everybody should get that film. And it's called aterindesky.com. And then they'll see, you know, all the platforms and watch. You click on watch and then you'll uh, see all the platform uh, that are available. Okay. There's Crackle, which is a new platform. There's, you know, Amazon and everything else. But Crackle also is a new platform that you can watch it for free, but there are ads, you know, so it depends okay. on people's preference. I think people should download it from Amazon, purchase it, because they're going to want to watch it over and over. It's that sort of, and it's like 10 bucks. It's nine yeah. bucks or something. I mean, you know, yeah. I think it's important to see the validation mm -hmm. of everything you've been talking about and and you know people mentioned so yeaterinthesky.com is it thank you that's what i did with um superhuman i bought it because i literally i've watched it 3 times and i just exactly. finished watching it yesterday and i i mean like i said like i can feel the activation even if exactly. i'm watching the same thing yes. it's so much information and it's so layered yes. that and then we're evolving quickly as well. So watching it, you know, now versus a year ago, I'm different, you know, so different things are going to speak to me in a different way. There were things that I'm like, I remember this, but I, I missed, or I, I didn't remember like a really important part that really resonated with me, you know, this time. 
compared to watching it last year, for example, you know, so. You nailed it because I am not a filmmaker like out making movies that aren't related. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I worked in this field. I embody this information for years and years and years. And I'm putting that energy in the books and the films and people who read my books say the same thing. They'll read a paragraph and then like a week later, read it again and they'll get something else and they'll be like, Oh, I didn't see that. That also makes it. And then, I'll, yeah. and it's exactly what you said. You're using the word layered. Mm -hmm. I want to say it's it's because it's multidimensional. Yeah. Because your consciousness is not linear. Your consciousness is tapping into all sorts of multidimensional experiences. You have the three D. You have all. So so as the more work you've done on yourself when you are creating something uh, with intention and integrity, then that information maintains that multidimensionality and this authenticity. So that's why if you are open, you will feel that shift within you every time you watch it and then you rewatch it and you rewatch it, you're like, wow, you know? Yeah. And the idea is to eventually awaken that authentic, your original divine essence in you. That's the purpose of my work. Yeah. And it's fascinating. You start to discover like who you really are. And, uh, and that's really, really extraordinary. And I think that's why we're here. Yes. Oh, beautifully said. Well, this has just been amazing. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing. It's, it's so special and important and, um, particularly for you to be here now, you know, and, and delivering these kinds of projects. Um, there again, you know, we, we need this, we need these activations. We need to be able to, uh, to access these kind of multidimensional, uh, this knowledge and, and, and beyond the knowledge, you know, where it, it goes into ourselves, you know, and we can, we can feel it and we can connect with it with every part of our being. Um, you know, it's really, really important right now. I know I don't need to tell you that, but I just, um, I'm so grateful and I'm so grateful that you're here today. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Well, you are an amazing energy. I can also see that. So I'm so glad you saw through all of my work. So I very, very much appreciate it and keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. Oh, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love for you to do me one quick favor, which is to think of one person who would benefit from hearing this content. Let them know you're thinking of them by sharing this episode with them right now. Thank you, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.